quite sore. I'm crouching like in front of the precipice of a bog. <laughs> oh, let me move. Oh, are you still focused on me? Yes. Well, here goes nothing. A while ago I was chatting to a girl who was really keen to go on adventures but she was like a classic, haven't got around to it yet. She was under the impression that adventures took a really long time to plan and all the logistics beforehand. Interjection. I'm really awkward in this first, like, shot. Sorry about that. I was filming on a public footpath and I was really scared of someone coming along and finding me filming myself. Never filmed in public before, so sorry, but it, it gets better. I kind of warm up to it. Back to the movie. Yes, they can. It can take ages planning the perfect adventure. But I think you shouldn't. Contrary to all the adventure planning blog posts, I'm going to suggest that you try an adventure without planning at all. Here's three reasons why. Number one, the plan barrier. Ask anyone who's done a big adventure and you'll find a common theme. Planning is stressful. In fact, many people will say that actually doing the adventure is far easier than the planning part. Let's face it, most of us want to go on an adventure because we want to be out there in the wild actually doing stuff, not sitting behind a computer doing logistics and planning. If someone said to you, hey Alex, you want to go off on your dream adventure tomorrow? We've got everything covered for you. Expenses, logistics, travel, time off work, all covered. Yep, don't worry, we've, we've handled it. All you have to do is show up. Would you take it? I'm pretty sure I would. There are so many adventures that die in the planning phase. It seems either too complicated or too time consuming to continue. So I'm giving you permission to not plan in detail just because the person next to you is color coding their spreadsheet for their logistics for lands and to John O'Groats does not mean that you have to. Number two is confidence. Let me tell you a story. In 2016, I had a whirlwind of adventures. I was in transit from two weeks of camping in Wales straight to my first Alpine tour in Austria. Packing was, as it always is with me, extremely rushed. And to be fair, I only had two days turnaround. Everything went smoothly. I hit the travel deadlines, made it to Manchester airport, checked in, met up with my friend who I was traveling with. As we boarded the plane and I sat down in my seat, I was struck with a cold realisation. I'd forgotten my hat. I was going to spend 10 days up high in the mountains and I'd forgotten my hat. So it sounds kind of funny in hindsight, but at the time I was really concerned. I'd never really done any independent travel before and aside from worrying I was going to look like an idiot in front of all these people I'd never met before, I was really worried I'd made a crucial mistake. Point is, I had no choice but to deal with the problem. There was no way I was getting off the aeroplane or not going on that tour. There was also no chance for me to buy the hat on the way, so I just kind of had to improvise with buffs and hoods and stuff. And funnily enough, it was not a game changer. How does this link back to planning? There's a tendency to, like, micro-plan adventures. Humans are naturally uncomfortable with the unknown, so we try to control them as much as we can. But although not planning an adventure might seem scary, when you pull it off, it gives you an enormous sense of 
like an amount of confidence in yourself. You know that you can deal with whatever life throws at you. And that's pretty important, really. Point number three is adventure. As ever, it comes back to what adventure actually is. If you make a huge and detailed plan, essentially controlling all of the unknown elements, or as many as possible, is it still an adventure? Where is the line between an adventure and a package holiday? Uh, actually, let's not go down that route, we'll go on a massive tangent. <laughs> so basically, the less you plan, so basically, the less you plan, the more uncontrolled ferals, but... <laughs> Look, I'm running out of light, so I'm just gonna read from the script. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so basically, the less you plan, the more uncontrolled variables there are, and the more chance there is to experience adventure. However, as we've talked about before, there is a line between the stretch zone and the danger zone. You can add elements of unknown and adventure to a trip without it becoming dangerous but the minimum amount of planning will vary depending on the trip. For example, I genuinely set off cycling to Switzerland and back with only the kit I needed, a map of Holland and a ferry ticket. Plus like a vague idea of ending up in Switzerland um, and cycling back through France. However, if I was up in the mountains, uh, particularly in the winter, I would have done much more planning. I guess the severity of something going wrong is higher up there. And, as pointed out by one of you guys on Twitter, if the best adventures are those that don't go to plan, then there kind of has to be a little bit of a plan to start with for it to go wrong, if that makes sense. Ta-da! Finished! <laughs> Am I in focus? No, I'm not. Focus on me. Ta-da! So, what do you think? How little of a plan is enough? And would you go on an adventure with just a ticket and the kit you needed? Let me know, comment somewhere, get me on social media, <laughs> tell me what you think. And thank you very much for listening. <laughs>